It's Wednesday, December 14th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, the Guardians uh, have a new catcher. They signed Mike Zanino, a free agent from Tampa Bay, to a one-year, $6 million deal. Or they uh, at least announced uh, <laughs> announced it. Uh, we haven't gotten official word from the club. But uh, that's what's going to happen. Mike Zanino is going to be the starting catcher to replace Austin Hedges and on a one-year deal, so it looks like uh, they're, they're, they'll be getting closer to Bo Naylor taking over that position at some point, but right now you've got uh, Zanino, who's a solid, uh, serviceable guy to, to stand in there and, and and maybe give you a little more at the plate than than what Austin Hedges did last year. Yeah, Zanino has, uh, you know, has power, uh, hit, what, over 30 home runs 2000, in 2021, was an all-star, Big swing, big strikeout rate. Uh, the thing that concerns me, Josie, coming out, coming off, uh, you know, the outlet uh, thoracic outlet uh, syndrome uh, surgery, but it's on his left arm, not his. Uh, you know, he's a right-handed thrower, so uh, you know that as as far as catching, that's a good thing. But you know, he only played 36 games last season because of the surgery, so. Uh, you know, hopefully he's healthy. Uh, all the reports say he should be ready for spring training, and uh, you know we'll go. You know we'll see. We'll go from there. And you know that that surgery is usually you usually hear about catchers, not uh, pitchers having having that kind of surgery, and it's tough to come back from. But this is the first time I've heard about a position player having it. Yeah, I I've heard of a couple of position players having it, uh, but you know nothing. Not as many as as the pitchers do, and and really, if it's on his left arm and it's not his throwing arm, uh, that that's different uh, as well. I'm not not used to seeing it as a uh, you know a non throwing arm issue. Uh, but but what does Zanino necessarily bring defensively? We know that Terry Francona uh, values that side of the the equation there for catchers, how they handle the pitching staff, how how they work. Uh, how they, you know, pregame and, and, and prepare for, for series and for, uh, for teams. Uh, is, is Zanino going to be comparable to, you know, what the Guardians had last year with the combination of uh, Luke Maley and Austin Hedges uh, in terms of preparation? Yeah, I, I think so, uh, Joe. You know, he's what? He's been in the league for over 10 years. Uh, you know, he's, he's not a, uh, you know, he doesn't hit for a high average. So I think, uh, you know, obviously he's stuck around, you know, for the power, but also for his ability to handle, you know, a staff, you know, control running game, uh, you know, play, you know, knock balls down, you know, block balls in the dirt. Uh, you know, that's, that's part of his game as well. And I, I don't think, uh, Cleveland would take a chance on this guy unless, you know, he had good, uh, defensive credentials and, Really, you know, they 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 basically had nowhere. You know, he was their, uh, you know, I guess their uh, their last uh, their last stand when when it came to catchers after missing out on Sean Murphy and Christian uh, Vasquez. Yeah, shortly after uh, we recorded our podcast on Monday, uh, news of the Sean Murphy trade, uh, the three team deal between Atlanta, Milwaukee, and the Oakland A's went down. Nine players changing teams in uh, in that trade. Uh, the uh, the Braves had to get a third team involved to meet uh, Oakland's demand of two major league ready uh, or major league uh, players uh, to be involved in that trade. Uh, and and 
uh, Oakland got back uh, a, a, an outfielder, I believe, from uh, from Milwaukee that they 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 coveted uh, in terms of the the return. So they they were satisfied in in, in what they got. Uh, really, Atlanta gets Sean Murphy, and and they they were dealing from a position of of strength there because you know they had two or three catchers. They had William Contreras. Uh, and Travis Darnold uh, already in the stable, uh, you know, a lot of people are sort of, you know, scratching their head. Why did Atlanta need to go out and make this deal? But Sean Murphy is the reason why they went out and made this deal. He's, uh, you know, he's an upgrade all around at catcher. Yeah, Darnold and uh, Murphy are going to be, you know, the catchers in, in Atlanta. You know, they traded two of their three catchers. Contreras went to a uh, Milwaukee, uh, Manny Pena went to uh, Oakland. Uh, basically, Joe, this was a six-for-one deal that that Atlanta mm-hmm. did. They traded six players, you know, mostly prospects, uh, and and got back Murphy. I mean, and I think that's, uh, you know, when when the Guardians, you know, just kind of I think uh, kind of said no mas. This was the the pr- asking price was too much and uh, they didn't want to give up the major league players that uh, Oakland had asked for. I'm still not sure what players those are, but yeah, uh, yeah. you know, I think that's, that was the uh, breaking point for uh, Cleveland. Yeah. That I'm, I'm dying to know who Oakland was, was demanding in that trade because, you know, it, it gives you sort of a, a window into what Chris Antonetti is, is thinking about the makeup of this club. I'm sure somebody like an Andres Jimenez or a Stephen Kwan or you know somebody on that uh, on that major league roster right now uh, was was somebody that was demand. Maybe even an Oscar Gonzalez was was the demand. Um, you know, in thinking of these these young players that made an impact last year for Cleveland, uh, and you know whether or not you you think uh, uh, was right or wrong not to to make. Uh, to, to meet those demands and, and make that trade. Uh, Sean Murphy was, was off the board. And then shortly after Sean Murphy uh, w- was traded, uh, we learned that Christian Vasquez, the, you know, sort of maybe a, maybe a plan B option in terms of a free agent. Uh, he uh, was snapped up by the, the Minnesota twins on a, a three-year deal. So we sort of knew what Vasquez was, was asking in terms of, uh, his his contract uh, demands, and we we found out that uh, the Guardians were were not going to meet those as well. Yeah, the Twins signed him for three years for thirty million, and we had speculated Monday, Joe, that we just didn't see Cleveland going in on another free agent after spending, you know, three year, uh, you know, signing Josh Bell for two years and thirty three million. You know, the payroll's already up to about you know over ninety million probably. And that you know, I, while they were connected with Vasquez, and I think they liked him to a certain degree, they weren't going to pay that price. And uh, you know, so you know that leads us to a Zunino. Yeah, to be clear, you know, signing Zunino as a free agent not the same as signing, uh, you know, Vasquez, who who would demand multi years and you know a, a little bit higher of a price tag. With Zunino, you know, you, you take a flyer on six million for one year. And if he doesn't work out, you know, you've got you've bridged the gap then to uh, Bo Naylor and anybody else who you can bring in uh, to, to sort of support him uh, there as well. So uh, really, this this uh, a one year deal with Zanino uh, is sort of a show me deal for him. Uh, he can go out and, and maybe earn himself a payday 
if if he plays well uh, after this, uh, you know, and you know who knows, maybe they they get to Bo Naylor by midseason anyways, and and he's the guy who takes over at some point. But uh, for now, I I, I got to imagine Zanino is going to to catch the the majority of the innings here in in Cleveland next year. Yeah, that's what that's now that's an interesting uh, point, Joe. I mean, you know, Zanino, uh, you know, coming off an injury, only thirty six games last year. Uh, and you know we we've all been we've all been talking about it from uh, based on what uh, you know Cleveland said at the uh, winter meetings that Naylor would probably start the year at uh, at AAA. Now does this change that dynamic? Could could Naylor start up here in in you know come opening day or do you go with uh, you know with Lavastida? Do you go with uh, the uh, another catcher or do you bring another you know kind of non roster catcher in? It, it's going to be interesting to see that. Yeah, they uh, they signed Mabry's Valoria to a uh, a minor league contract. We'll we'll see what he you know gives them in spring training. Uh, you know if if he's maybe that uh, that second big league guy that that comes and sits and and, and can uh, can act as the the backup uh, and and give you a little bit of time before you you call Naylor up. I I just really don't think that Naylor opens the season. I've, I've maintained that. Uh, you know, pretty much throughout the offseason. I don't think Bo Naylor opens the season in Cleveland on the Major League roster. I think, uh, you know, sometime in in late May, uh, maybe early June, he gets the call up and then and then they go from there uh, and see what he can contribute on a on a semi-regular basis, uh, depending on how how Zanino goes. I mean, Zanino is at least going to give you a little bit more pop uh, than than what uh, Hedges and Maley gave you last year. Uh, he's hit 33 home runs in a season. You know, you go back to that 2020 uh, shortened season, and there was a time in the playoffs where he was the man for uh, for for Tampa. He was hitting home runs and uh, hitting in pretty much every game of the the postseason. Uh, he he was he he got hot at the right time for them. Uh, took him to the to the World Series. So uh, yeah, I got I got to believe that. Uh, the the Guardians are hoping he can recover uh, physically and and at least give them uh, something of what he was uh, back then in, in 2020 and in 2021 when he was an All Star. Yeah, I think that's the plan. Uh, you know, and and like we've said, I mean, they wouldn't bring him in here if they if they didn't feel he could you know be the regular catcher. What maybe catch 90 to 110 games? You know, somewhere in that vicinity, I would think that that's what they're looking at. So uh, Sean Murphy uh, traded Christian Vasquez signs uh, the Guardians uh, pivot. They they uh, they don't go after any of the the three catchers in Toronto who are all uh, you know reportedly available: Danny Jansen, Alejandro Kirk, and Gabriel Moreno. Uh, you know what's the uh, what's the message there? Is that uh, obviously uh, Toronto would probably want something just as much as. Uh, as as Oakland, their their demands were probably pretty high for any of those three guys who who combined last year uh, made Toronto's catching unit probably one of the best in baseball. Yeah, that's a great point, Joe. Uh, you know, I was looking at you know comparable trade. Now this is just you know based on the prospects Atlanta gave up. Uh, they gave up their number one prospect. I think there's number six and their number eight prospect and uh, a number 18 prospect that uh, 
that went from Milwaukee to uh, Oakland. And, uh, you know, you're, so you're looking at if if they if Cleveland, if they, they had to do a prospect trade for Toronto or even Atlanta, you know, you're talking about Espino, Tanner Beebe, you know, um, maybe Peter Peter Halpin, uh, you know, the center fielder they, that they drafted, you know, very high a couple of years ago. Espino was their number one. Tanner Beebe was their, uh, I think, number eight pick. And you probably, I, I'm sure they were talking about Bo Naylor or, uh, you know, Lavastito, one of those catchers, because, uh, you know, it seemed like it was a catcher-heavy trade, especially with Atlanta. Yeah, a lot of a lot of catchers uh, trading hands and, and changing spots. But, you know, you brought up a point before we started recording here. Uh, the, uh, the, the Guardians, over the last couple of drafts and, and over the last couple of years, have have been really stockpiling, uh, you know the the two positions that you're you're seeing uh, in in free agency at least making uh, you know the the majority of the money in middle infielders, shortstops, and uh, and and pitching, uh, but it, it it's also you know that th- that's also draft capital, that's also you know prospect capital that they have uh, you know in their system, so it, it's not just you know these guys are eventually going to develop and go on and 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 make bank as uh as big time free agents but you know th- th- it's almost like their currency they can be traded and moved around uh because those positions are so highly valued uh just the the area that the guardians haven't really uh developed or drafted highly uh besides bonaler over the last several years is that catching position and then that's where uh you know they they don't really have uh a, a lot of depth beyond Naylor and Lavastida in the system. Yeah, a good point. Um, and, you know, I was just thinking, you know, God, you, you, if you look at the prices, you know, that that shortstops and starting pitchers are making on the free agent market this this winter, you know, we, we were just talking about Carlos Correa, 13 years for $350 million. We saw Trey Turner, you know, what, 10 years or 11 years and $300 million, uh, you know, and and you're looking at a, a team like Cleveland, and you know they've got they've got shortstops you know stacked from uh, you know home plate at, at Progressive Field out to uh, you know Menor- to the to the state line in, in Pennsylvania. I mean, and then you you look at what starting pitchers are are, are getting. You know, Degrom five years, 185 million. Chris Bassett, three years, 63 million. Manaya, two years, 25. Tyone, uh, four years, 68. Uh, Walker, uh, you know, four years, 72 million. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. And, you know, that's another position of strength that Cleveland has stockpiled pitchers in, at. And like you said, Joe, you can either trade those guys or you bring them up through the pipeline. You develop your own guys and you run them out there and you're not paying them, you know, you're not paying them uh, Jacob DeGrom money. You're they're, they're starting out, you know, at, at the major league minimum and, you know, you have them for four or five or six years and you, you, you try to be successful that way. And it's, you know, it's, it's not an easy fix brand of baseball, but it, you know, it, it has worked for Cleveland. Yeah. It's sort of the, the, the long play there uh, with, with some of them you, you talk about, uh, four or five years in, in Cleveland, you got them for maybe four or five years because by the time they get to that fifth year, uh, the, if they're worth anything, uh, they're, they're going to be traded away uh, because they're getting too expensive for uh, Cleveland to, to sign long term or uh, even in, in arbitration, uh, as, as we saw with uh, 
uh, Francisco Lindor. And, uh, you know, it, it's just uh, the the economic realities of sort of dealing in the, the market that they're in. And uh, Chris Antonetti, Mike Chernoff have, have done a, a fantastic job so far. Uh, just kind of disappointing when some of those limitations leave, leave you, uh, you know, you know what you have, you know what you don't want to give up. And uh, you, you couldn't pull the trigger for a guy in Sean Murphy, who obviously could have helped this 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 ball club tremendously. I mean, he was pretty much the perfect fit for what uh, the Guardians needed. And, you know, they, they just weren't able to come through and, and, and meet the demand there because, uh, you know, you know what you have and you know what you don't want to give up in, in, in that sort of a deal. Yeah, uh, it's a tough, uh, tough call. You know, and uh, if you if you're an executive in Cleveland, you know the realities. Uh, you know, you know this day is going to come where you've got a you've got the opportunity to add maybe the final piece to the puzzle, but uh, you know the 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 price tag is too high, and you've got to move on. And uh, you know, John Hart faced it, uh, Danny O'Dowd faced it, Mark Shapiro faced it. And now, you know, and uh, Chris Antonetti and Mike Chernoff have been dealing with it for years. And, you know, you, you've got to make do. And uh, it, sometimes it's hard to turn your back on a guy like Murphy. And uh, but, you know, you, you got to you, you know, you've got you've got to feel the team and you and, uh, you know, they've done a pretty good job, you know, under those constraints. Yeah, it's not like they haven't made big moves like that in terms of prospects in the past. You know, they traded away. Uh, at the time, Francisco Mejia was uh, a very highly regarded prospect. Uh, I believe he was their number one prospect, and they they traded him to uh, San Diego for for Brad Hand and Adam Simber. I, I mean, that's they they met an area of need uh, on the club, and and it cost them the the top prospect in their organization. Uh, so it's not like they're not willing to do something like that. It's just that uh, the circumstances here were were probably too. I, that that's sort of why I, I, I really want to know who the major league players that that Oakland targeted in that trade were. Yeah, that's the that's the big thing. I mean, did I mean, if you're Oakland, I guess, you know, you've got you've got Murphy there. You know, you've you know, he's kind of the uh, the icing on the cake. If you're Cleveland, the one, you know, the maybe the one the one player that kind of puts you, you know, not only to you know over the top as far as the regular season is concerned, but could carry you deep into the postseason. So why not ask for the you know you're going to ask for the sky. You know you're going to try to uh, you're going to ask for Quan. You're going to ask for Gonzalez. Maybe you ask for Andres Jimenez. And uh, you know if you're Cleveland, you got to make that tough call then. Well, I I think uh, a lot of fans in, in retrospect, you know, maybe down the line will, will probably be. Uh, Pretty happy that that guys like Juan Gonzalez and, and Jimenez are staying put, uh, but we'll always be looking down to Atlanta and, and and looking at Sean Murphy and saying, you know, what could have been or you know what might have been. All right, Hoinsey. Uh, so that's really the you know the the big news of the week. There is, uh, you know, they they've got a catcher now. They've got somebody like Terry Francona said uh, when they open the season, there will be somebody behind the plate catching the ball. Uh, <laughs> never never worry about that. Uh, so, you know, that's, that is taken care of, uh, and we can set our sight. What's the next big sort of hurdle or obstacle to in, in, in the, uh, the off season here for, for Chris Antonetti is, does he get to, 
you know, maybe uh, relax for the next 10 days or so and, and enjoy the holiday season? Or is is uh, is there another, uh, you know, mountain for him to climb here in the offseason? Uh, d- does he have uh, another target or somebody else that's on the radar uh, to, to add to this club? I think they're always trying to add, Joe. I think, uh, you know, it might be a, a, a you know, a, a, a non-roster guy that they bring in that, you know, they think uh, can make them a, a little bit better. Uh, you know, I think they're still going to add a catcher, uh, you know, just to, uh, you know, round this, uh, round that competition off. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, they, they brought in kind of a veteran starting pitcher, you know, on, on one of those deals. But I don't think the, if you're a general manager, you you never sleep, I don't think. And you never stop worrying and you never stop uh, thinking about uh, trying to make your ball club better. But hopefully Chernoff and Antonetti and all those other guys can, can get a bit of a break here. Yeah, well, uh, there, there's your headline. Hoynes says the uh, the Guardians never stop working. Uh, expect more trades to come here as they uh, <laughs> as they get deeper into the into the postseason or the off season. Uh, Hoinsey, we will circle back with you again on uh, Friday, and we'll we'll check in then here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. All right, Joe. 